episode four. Yeah, here we go, here we go. All right, guys, I think I said um, at the end of episode three that we were going to talk about, um, in this episode, we were going to talk about how sports stars change from one sport to another, uh, how they change their jobs, basically, and all of that kind of stuff, how they adapt, etc., etc. But Saturday night, things changed, man. Everything went down on a Saturday night. 8th of September, the Women's US Open Final Tennis. And, oh, man, things things got heated. Serena Williams went in. Like, I mean, I'm not even talking about on the court, off the court. She was on fire. So... We're going to forget about everything that I was going to do and we're just going to concentrate on that. We're going to have a little discussion, have a little debate. Obviously, always welcoming you, your guys' input. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, uh, which is VII underscore training. Or even drop us a little email, uh, VII underscore training at hotmail.com. Um, and yeah, man, I want to hear about what you guys think. I'm sure you've heard a bit about it already. I'm sure you've probably discussed it at work on a Monday. Um, and then Tuesday, you know, you get the chance to come back with a few more points because I'm going to let you in to some different kind of views and thoughts that I have on it. Uh, but yeah, all right. So let me give you a bit of background before we get into the into the main part of it, into the bulk of it. So obviously Serena Williams, for me, probably the greatest female athlete of all time. You know, she's playing in the US Open final in New York, Flushing Meadows. You know, the stage is set. She's about to... Well, she has the chance to win another Grand Slam title, which would equal the record amount of Grand Slam titles won by a female um, tennis player, singles titles, that is. Um, you know, other things to add to the drama is that she's like, she's given birth 12 months ago, um, which kind of led to a series of uh, life-threatening complications for her after she gave birth, which, I mean, obviously you guys can do a bit of research into that i'm not going to get into that kind of stuff because we hear about the sports uh but yeah i mean just to add to the drama you know she's gone through all of this and then when since she's come back from her from giving birth uh come back to the sport she's she's obviously spoken out more and more about how she feels um for the women tennis players they get discriminated um compared to the men a couple of examples that she's kind of she's given um, or one that I'll pick out in particular, you know, she wasn't really happy with the fact that uh, like prior to giving birth, she was obviously ranked as one of the top players in the game. And then after she came back from giving birth, she kind of lost top ranking position of where she was in that hierarchy of the top female tennis players in the singles um, part. So she kind of went from, let's say, number one, I think she was, and she dropped down to like number 25. And this, this is without really doing anything. Her whole point is that you've kind of downgraded me because I went away and gave birth. I mean, what's that about? Which is fair enough, you know. She's, she's got a point there. Uh, she hasn't really done anything. She's not like she's lost form or anything. She's just let, taken a bit of time off uh, to give birth and obviously bring a child into the world, which is huge for her and her family and her, and her fiancé. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, can, I get that. I get why that might, why that obviously has upset her and she doesn't feel like she's deserved that. Um, but nevertheless, you know, she, she kept going and then she made it to uh, the Wimbledon final this year as well, uh, where she lost. 
but that's I mean that's a great achievement for her to even get that fast less than 12 months after giving birth and obviously all the complications that she went through and she's back at a Grand Slam final that's that's pretty much uh, one of the greatest achievements that she'd probably have other than winning all these Grand Slam titles um, so yeah that's a bit about her about her background before she's getting to this US Open final she's also got a bit of history in the US Open as well I mean she's a she's a six-time winner uh, but she hasn't won it since 2014 so for her if you think about her and uh, what it's like for her at, at that particular moment you know she's she's in the final again she's worked her butt off to get there she hasn't won this since 2014 um, and she's given her all, you know, she she obviously feels very emotional, like adrenaline's pumping. Um, she's she's trying to she's trying to do something that she probably thought couldn't be done. I think she said in one interview that she never thought that she'd be playing uh, at the age of 36, which is incredible, man. If you think about an athlete, they all pretty much have short careers. You know, they start at a young age, uh, maybe eight or nine or even younger than that. Um, and then they pretty much finished or stopped being at the top of their game by the time they hit their mid-30s or even earlier than that, probably early 30s. Um, so it's, it's a short career um, of an athlete. So for her at 36, that's already an incredible achievement that she's in. She's in another Grand Slam final, her second one of this season. She probably doesn't know how many more Grand Slam finals she's going to be in. Um, so all of this stuff is going on, man. And she's pumped. She's ready to go. She wants to go out there and do the best that she can. She's in front of a home crowd as well. She's in a, she's in America. That's where she's from. And she just wants to give it, give it her all. She wants to have the, the chance to go out there and win another Grand Slam. All right. So that's that's just like painting a little bit of a backstory for you guys, if you like. Now let's get into what actually went down. Um, on that night so <clears throat> she's basically it's a best of three sets for those of you who don't know women play a best of three sets uh, she lost the first set to a young Japanese girl called uh, Naomi Osaka we'll talk a bit more about her later on um, so yeah she's lost the first set best of three um, she's in the second set now and she is I think she was uh, one game to love up um, and then she got warned uh, from the chair umpire, Mr. Ramos, um, for a coaching violation, which basically in tennis, what happens is that during a match, you can't get coached. Well, in the Grand Slams, uh, you can't get coached uh, by anyone from your from your team. So the guys that sit out there, you see how they pan the camera to like family and coaches in their little box, in the player's box. Um, they can't receive any coaching whatsoever. Um, now, this umpire kind of saw... Um, her coach give give um, Serena Williams a little gesture uh, and he gave her a violation, a code violation. So it was just a warning. Basically, nothing happened in terms of her losing any points or losing the game or whatever. She just got um, a little warning. All right, so she she goes and then has a little chat uh, with, with the umpire after this happens. And it was kind of like a friendly chat. She basically came out with one of her quotes of the night, which was, I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. Uh, I'm sure that's come up in your social media feeds or whatever. I'm sure you guys have seen it around. Um, so she just, not, nothing too forceful, nothing like that. She just said that to, to the umpire. He just acknowledged it and carried on. So it's so one all in the second set now. Uh, Naomi Osaka held her serve, so it's pretty, it's even. Um, then at two sets, two sets to, I'm sorry, not two sets to one. Two games to one in the second set. Serena's up. 
sits down, you know, as they do when they change, just before they change ends, they have a little drink, have a little break. Um, and she has the second chat with the umpire. Again, it was like very calm, nothing really much going on. She just said nicely, explaining to him that, look, I'm, I'm not a cheat. That's, that's not what I do. She goes, I understand. She said to him, okay, I can see why you might have thought that, but that's not what happened. Um, that, I don't ever ask for coaching. I don't ever get coaching. And to to be fair to the umpire, he basically said, look, I know you don't cheat. I know that's not that's not what you're about. Um, I understand that you're upset. This is kind of what I saw. So Serena, she was just like, all right, cool. Uh, thank you for at least understanding me. Um, and that was the end scene, if you like. All right. So for that, for that chapter of this little saga, that was that. Um, so she goes back out there. She then takes a 3-1 lead in this second set. So she's up at, at this moment. Three games to one in the second set, which she has to win to take it to a deciding third set. <clears throat> and then uh, I th- I th- yeah, straight after that, um, she loses her her serve. So she gets broken. So it's kind of back to even. Um, and then this is when she smashes her racket which is fair enough, you know, she's just showing her emotion, that's been done plenty of times, I'm sure you guys have always all seen it at Wimbledon or whatever tennis you were watching on TV or you've heard about it, etc, 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 she smashes her racket and then she gets another violation now, because she's got the first violation, the second one leads to her losing a point, so <laughs> at this point, she she kind of like, I don't know, she seems like she's alright, she's getting ready to go out there and start again and everything seems okay, and then she realizes that she's been obviously um, she's lost a point before she's even gone out there um, to to play. Um, and then she has another chat with Mr. Ramos, and then this is where she comes out with her her second quote of the night, where she basically says, oh, I have a daughter. I stand for what's right. I've never cheated. Uh, I'm a role model, etc., and stuff like that." and she's like you owe me an apology Uh, i think she kind of said to him as well you're never going to umpire one of my games again um so she obviously she she's kind of she's she's angry now she she went from being okay all cool about it just having a little conversation to get pretty angry about it but she's got to get on with the match so she said what she had to say the umpire's kind of taken the punches he's easy and then he's just like all right i'll hear what i have to hear um she can say what she wants to say just let's get back to getting getting this finishing this match um so then she goes to lose she goes on to lose this this game so remember she was 3-1 up um and then she obviously 3-2 where she kind of broke her racket then it went to 3-3 cuz Naomi just won uh, Naomi Osaka just won this game and then she gets broken again so she's 3-4 down in this second set so she was 3-1 up and now she's losing she's 3-4 down um, so they go to sit down again as they do uh, before they change ends have a little drink and this time she has uh, the third chat with Mr. Ramos the chair umpire uh, this is when she kind of goes in on him she, <laughs> she she kind of basically just just kept demanding that he apologized to her uh, because she felt as if she didn't deserve that point that he he deducted from her and since then obviously she things have gone downhill from there for her in the game um so she kept saying 
I want you to say sorry to me. I want you to I, w- I want you to apologize. And then I think he tried to talk to her, and she's like, "If if you're not gonna say sorry, I don't want to hear from you." So then he stops talking, and then the camera kind of pans on him and looks at his face. And he, I don't know if that's how he normally looks, but he looked a bit upset to me. Like he looked like, "Damn man, I'm getting told off here." Um, and then just before, like she gets up, and then just before she she goes to her side of the court she calls him a thief uh, so but this is where he's he's pretty much had enough and he decides to deduct her a whole game so now instead of being three four down she's three five down without having done anything and she's giving um naomi the chance to, to win the title you need to get to six and it, and if Naomi Osaka obviously wins this next game, she'll three six. She's won the first set. It's best of three. Two two love. It's done. It's over. Um, and she's going to be the U.S. Open um, champion. So <laughs> obviously, when when the ref, I, I don't think Serena actually knew about it. As soon as she went out, the referee had to call both of them in and explain to them what had happened. Um, and then she decides that she wants to have a chat with the match officials. So she brings them out. And then that's when she goes on about how uh, how male tennis players have done far worse than that, and and this type of punishment hasn't happened to them. Which is a whole thing about uh, obviously again, I'm sorry, I'm sure you've seen it on social media about how how the umpire was being sexist because she was a woman and he didn't like the fact that she was going at him and all of that kind of stuff. So this that's where I kind of want to have a little chat with you guys about that situation. But let me just say she went on to win the next game, so it was uh, three four, but of, uh, sorry three, so four five. Sorry, <laughs> let me get that right. So it was four five to Naomi Osaka, and then Naomi Osaka obviously served out and won the U.S. Open. Um, but yeah, let me just start by saying this quick thing. I think the, the chair umpire was wrong. I mean, I think he kind of. You see it in like football matches. I'm sure you guys have heard the debates and stuff about when the referee gets too involved. He's like, he doesn't understand or he hasn't got an idea of the massive situation he is, especially in like big games, derby games, like World Cup finals, whatever, whatever, just big games in general, uh, where the referee doesn't really take into account uh, the occasion and he just referees the game. And sometimes that can get him in a bit of trouble afterwards with the press and whatever, where they say that he tried to outshine the players or whatever and he obviously for him he's probably just trying to do his job um but he he hasn't taken into account the occasion that he's in and i think that's kind of what happened with this chair umpire mr ramos i i mean it's harsh to kind of say he's sexist <laughs> you know i think he just hasn't taken the um occasion as a whole into account before he's made it was a ridiculous decision to deduct her a whole game i don't think that was fair at all but the whole sexism thing i think that's that's a whole different story and it's probably not just to do with this one issue it's probably a lot of other things that have gone on uh, maybe in, in that tennis world in in the sporting world in general and obviously uh, in life period you know um, the whole thing about men um, obviously getting treated better than women um and obviously that whole debate has carried on and carried on and carried on and it will carry on um and i think that that's that is a separate issue to what happens in sport for this for this particular occasion as the as the chair umpire he's just gone over the top uh, in deducting her a game and then on on the back of that this whole sexism thing has come about which is fair enough i mean if you 
got the platform to debate these really important important issues um, like equal like gender equality then why not why not use it and that's what she's done and fair enough to her there's nothing wrong with that i think that um it's a way that more people will want to talk about obviously more people are talking about it and it it kind of fuels the whole agenda equality debate and that's and that's what has happened in this particular instance you know this situation has been used to fuel this uh, gender equality debate but the but the situation itself I think it's a bit harsh to call the chair umpire sexist. Um, I've seen a few things out there where you know, people have kind of said, well, this, the chair umpire doesn't like to be talked to like that by a woman. Um, and it's because it's a woman that he's gone and like stamped his authority down. Um, again, man, that, is, that is quite harsh to say. That. I don't know too much about this guy, but from what I've heard, that's how he umpires all his kind of matches. He's got he's quite an authoritative figure. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he would have done it if it was a male tennis player as well. I mean, we'll never know. That's that's what is wonderful about this sport. You know, we can't go back in time. Things just happen on the fly. All this drama that comes about, and we'll never know in other situations what could have happened. But yeah, again, the whole gender equality thing is good that it's been talked about again thanks to this issue, but kind of harsh to just pin it all on this one guy uh, mr ramos the chair umpire i think i even saw when i was watching the broadcast broadcast live um there was some lady in the crowd that was just like effing and blinding and swearing away at him like ridiculous as if it was like like a football match and she was just going in man <laughs> which is all right fair enough and everyone's kind of hyped up on on the emotional factor of what just happened and what's going on in the game and they obviously want to voice their opinions and they're not happy with what was just taken place but i mean what do you guys think was it fair that the umpire did that was he right to do that i know i had a little discussion with um my family and they were talking about how if you're that kind of elite athlete sometimes decisions aren't going to go your way and you just need to swallow it and then just carry on and just get back to your zone and do your thing and go out there and prove to everyone why you're the best in the world and and prove to the umpire in this instance that it doesn't matter what you try and do i'm, I'm gonna win uh, which is a valid point as well you know, if Cristiano Ronaldo got up every time and took a swing at every guy that tripped him up or went for his legs or whatever, he probably wouldn't be where he is now. Or if you had to go at the referee every time, same thing. Um, but what do you guys think, man? What's your opinion on the matter? Talk to me. Was the umpire right? Was the umpire wrong? Is he a sexist? Tell me what you guys think, man. Drop me an email, vii underscore training at hotmail.com. Um, I think in the whole like the whole context of, of this massive occasion for Serena Williams as well, um, I just also want to make it clear that there's other, there's other people out there who have said that she was actually ridiculous in the way she reacted and uh, she should never do something like that, blah, blah, blah. Look, man, she's in the heat of the battle. She She's allowed to show some emotion. She's allowed to go at it if she wants to. And like I said, there's tons of occasions where male athlete, male tennis players have done the same thing. I think there's a there's a there's a um, male tennis player, an Italian guy called Fabio Fognini. I think I pronounced that right. And he just goes nuts sometimes, man. He just goes insane. Um, so 
don't don't tell me that she can't do that. That she's she's entitled to react how how she wants. She didn't she didn't cuss him out at all. She didn't do anything like that. Not swearing at the umpire. So she's entitled to have a bit of a a rant at him if she wants to. You see it football all the time. I mean, the only sport where you don't see it, I'd say, is rugby, where <laughs> they show the referee a lot of respect and they definitely don't step out of line. Because at the end of the day, the referee will, will probably send them off and they'll cost their team. So that's probably the only sport I can think of off the top of my head where they don't really show too much dissent towards the referee. Um, but yeah, so even on the flip side of this whole thing, if you're one of those people that think that she's out of line for having a go and she just needs to uh, keep herself in check and get on with it, nah, man, I, I mean, I don't agree with that personally. I think that she's allowed to show some emotion she's allowed to be heated like we just discussed at the start of this whole thing she's got a lot riding on this one final there's a lot of stuff going through her head most likely and um she's just she's just upset man she just she's not she, like she said she's not a cheat um and she just wanted to obviously have like a fair playing field she didn't want to be penalized at that point um but then again on the flip side that doesn't make the guy sexist probably not taking the occasion into consideration he's he's obviously decided that this is the time that he wants to deduct her a whole game which is just wrong in my opinion as well uh, so there's a lot of different things going on but like i said i'd love to hear your guys input i'd love to hear what you guys think um, so drop us an email drop us something on instagram as well and let me know was she right was serena wrong is she entitled to behave the way she behaved what about the chair umpire? Is he allowed to do that? I mean, even if there's instances of male guys um, going off and acting that way, I send, that some, send some of that stuff to me as well. I've seen a few occasions, but if there's other things that you want me to have a look at, definitely send it my way and I will have a look. But yeah, all of that stuff went down last Saturday. Um, and I will be doing another separate podcast on um, gender equality in sport and we'll have a look at it in a bit more detail not just this one incident but other incidents that have also come up Um, all right so we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna leave it there Um, and then uh, next up is shout out of the week where we're going to continue the US Open uh, singles final women's singles final theme Uh, we'll have a look at the girl that probably everyone has forgotten in this um, Naomi Osaka so I kind of gave away my shout out of the week but it is Naomi Osaka Uh, she became the first Japanese male or female to win a single a Grand Slam singles title so congratulations to her only 20 years old and on top of that obviously everything we just spoken about she had to deal with all that drama she was on the other side of the court you know it can't be easy to keep your composure uh, like maintain your like mental focus when all of that other stuff is going on and for her as well it was it was a bit emotional i think um, at the end when they had the trophy presentation a lot of the crowd was kind of booing and um not really cheering her and i think obviously they, they probably weren't doing directing directing it at her but she probably just felt kind of bittersweet she just won her first grand slam title and all everyone is doing is 
like cheering on Serena or cheering Serena on by booing. Um, and then that's when the whole other thing came about where Serena did give a great speech uh, where she just settled down the crowd and told them to um, enjoy the fact that Naomi's gone and won her first uh, ever Grand Slam title at the age of 20, which is a massive achievement for her, uh, which was which was quite quite nice to see as well. It was well done from Serena. Good good little speech there. Um, but yeah, man, Naomi Osaka. That's the name to look out for. She gets she gets my shout out of the week. Um, so I think the next major tournament will be after think yeah i think it's after christmas now in the new year the australian open um, so make sure you guys have a look for her name naomi osaka all right coming up it's that time All right, so my first honourable mention goes out to Shaquem Griffin, who is a, an athlete. He plays in the NFL, National Football League, American football. Um, he had his first professional game this week, plays for the Seattle Seahawks. And he gets my shout out because this guy plays with one hand. And now the position he plays is a linebacker. And uh, that's on the defensive end. So there's a lot of tackling going on, a lot of like using your arms and using your hands. And this guy only has one hand, which is pretty incredible to be uh, a professional athlete to play that kind of sport with only one hand. Obviously, his story must be amazing. He must have overcome some things. And uh, later on down the line in one of the podcasts, we're going to have a more detailed look at him. But Shaquem Griffin, that is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, the other one goes out to Novak Djokovic my guy Novak 14 grand slams number 14 coming this Sunday at the US Open um, I think that equals Pete Sampras's record um, oh man I think we did obviously we did a little thing about him I think it was episode two or three gave him um, the shout, shout out of the week and he's he's paid us back really he's uh, he's gone and carried on that form into the US Open and he's gone and won his second Grand Slam title of the year after coming back from that elbow surgery. So shout out to Novak Djokovic as well, or honourable mention really, uh, for Novak Djokovic as well. So those are the only two honourable mentions for this week. If there are other people that you think deserve an honourable mention or you thought probably deserved a shout out, uh, more so than Naomi Osaka then let me know man hit me up on the email vii underscore training at hotmail.com uh, let me know via Instagram as well vii underscore training on there um, yeah let me know if there's anybody else that you think deserved an honorable mention or a shout out of the week all right so the last part where we do a bit of randomness have a bit of fun do something that's a bit out there <laughs> It's a bit different this week as well, um, but we will find out what that is in a bit. So the randomness part this week comes about uh, from a story I read online um, about this guy from Houston, Texas, who basically observed in his local McDonald's that there wasn't any pictures 
of Asian people, like the kind of cheesy posters that they put up. There wasn't any Asian people in any of these posters. Now, obviously, in America, I think Asian kind of means more Japanese, Chinese, Korean, um, rather than like in London, where if someone says Asian, you're probably thinking like Indian, Bangladeshi, Pakistani, uh, Sri Lankan. Uh, but nevertheless, um, he made this observation, so he decided to do something about it. Uh, and he made like this massive poster of just him and his friend like things walking somewhere eating some mcdonald's uh, casually um, and then he decided to dress up in like a mcdonald's uniform and he kind of uh, pretended to be um, an interior designer that worked for the company um, and he got while all of this was going on he got his friends to kind of put up this poster in their local mcdonald's um, so it's got me kind of thinking about um, Indian Asians and British Asians are representation in marketing in all the different fast food places. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I visit fast food places often, uh, but I can't recall seeing any Asian people, even in, even in the adverts on TV. I might be mistaken if I am, let me know. But nah, I can't really recall seeing any of us Indian Asians or just British Asians in general um, in any of these kind of campaigns so I mean if anyone's up for it we can we can do a similar sort of thing <laughs> just let me know drop me an email vii uh, underscore training at hotmail.com get our rep representation out there man let, let the people know about us um, like these guys did in America, fair play man, he wanted it to be representative of um, who he is and the area that he's from and all his kind of people and he went and got it done, uh, so if anyone's up for it, let me know man, I'm, I'm down to do something like that, get get our, get our British Asians out there, our Indian Asians out there, let people know what we're about, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that is it for this week, I'm sure you guys have enjoyed listening, I've, I've enjoyed delivering this podcast to you. Um, as always keep spreading the love let people that you know people that you don't know uh, let them know about it spread the word man next week we are going to look at sports stars that have moved from one sport to another um, and go through that all of that how they've done it the obstacles they've had to overcome um, and all of that kind of stuff uh, but yeah hope you guys have a good week keep doing what you do just keep making the magic happen all right guys take care